You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to short cut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino and let's bring a little spark to your business. All right, let's do it. Lauren, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on Spark TV. Let's get started by telling everybody how you got to actually running and creating LMF Marketing. <laughs> sure thing. Well, look, thank you for having me, firstly. Very excited to be on Spark TV. Um, and it's been a it was an interesting journey, actually. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to work for myself. I just never knew what the business was going to be or when or how or any of that, but I hated working for other people. Me too. <laughs> and, um, I was actually living in Melbourne um, with my partner at the time, and we both wanted to keep traveling the world because we were big travelers. And I, well, neither of us were digging our corporate jobs in marketing in Melbourne. And he pretty much gave me the push. I was still a bit like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've got enough savings. Like, oh, I don't know if I've got enough experience. Like there was a lot of uncertainty on my end. And he was pretty much like, come on, like we want to travel. You've got this, you can do it. And he kind of actually, yeah, pushed. I would say pushed. Pushing. Like that sometimes, yes. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> felt like that, you know, working with partners. Yep. Um, and so we got the company set up um, and that was, I'm sure that was, yeah, 2018. Amazing. Um, in Melbourne and managed to, you know, poach clients straight off the bat, <laughs> which well, was great. Um, and it was originally called Porcupine Digital. That was the first name um, Very cute. of the business. Yep. Yes, you say it's cute. I loathed it. Oh, really? I loathed it so oh, much. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I've got to say yeah, that all yeah. the time. It'd be like, hi, it's Lauren from uh, Porcupine Digital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No. I just, you know, working in partnership. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you have to make compromises. Yes. 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 Um, so that was how it started. But then um, quite quickly, we realized. I had, um, I guess, the drive and the passion and worked really well autonomously, you know, working for ourselves. Mm. He missed the team environment. He missed, um, I guess, maybe more the corporate style. It just wasn't quite suited to what he wanted. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it didn't take long for us to decide that you back out of it, buddy, and let me take over. (laughs) Take the reins and change the name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first ones because 
I mean, as you know, you have to, you have to feel that connection to your business, oh. and your brand. And I didn't, you know, I didn't like telling people about it. I didn't like marketing it. Um, and yeah, LMF marketing just was easy. It was me. I took ownership. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting first year of business going through that journey with my partner. Mm. But once I, you know, took it on as my own baby, that's, yeah, I guess when the magic started happening, which was really cool. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so it's good. Like, so getting it's, I mean, it's really funny that he was the one to kind of go, let's do it. Let's make this leap. But then was the one that was like, oh no, I don't actually want to make this leap. And I think that that's really interesting I don't think people realize what running a business is like mm. you know, you don't have that team you don't have the big office you don't have the marketing budgets you're you're kind of wearing all the hats it's oh, really hard yeah no it, it is it really is and especially you know I think that whole digital nomad lifestyle is so um what's the word like glamorized like mm -hmm. oh, how fantastic and easy yeah. it is and you know me and my partner we take beautiful photos and travel the world and like you know in bodies as well with our <laughs> but it was like because yeah, we then started traveling we went through europe for six months with the business oh cool but we you know it was it was tough like yeah. we were sitting in train stations like on the floor waiting for trains doing work <laughs> like, yeah. it was not glamorous with the yeah. time zone differences and all those things um, and, but for me, I was like, oh, hang on, like we're doing some good work and I love being my own boss. And actually I could really do something with this. Whereas, you know, he did love many of those aspects, but was also like, oh, I just, I would prefer to travel and not have to do all this. And yeah, I'd prefer working with more people in a, a you know, different environment instead of you and your partner 24 seven together. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. On a train station floor. Yeah. Yeah. Not the cleanest place to be working. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to today, what does LMF marketing do and, you know, services you offer clients you serve, what does that look like? Yeah. So it's, um, it's evolved really nicely. And so we're now working with predominantly established businesses in the health wellness lifestyle space awesome. and in particular like my passion passions are very much health wellness so I really resonate with those businesses and love working with them and my goal was always to build an agency that had the skills of you know a high-end agency but felt like part of the team for businesses mm. and was at a really um I guess like approachable budget as well. You know, we're not exorbitant pricing. We're for those, um, yeah, I guess small to medium, but established businesses, family owned, lots of husband and wife teams, which is really lovely. Nice. Um, and so we're servicing them across Google marketing. So your SEO and your Google ads, social marketing, both organic and paid, um, whether that's you know, Facebook and interest, uh, Instagram ads, um, yeah, Pinterest, TikTok. So all of those kind of under the social umbrella, as well as email marketing. And then, yeah, supporting them with strategy as well. And yeah, pretty much like their own marketing team, but we're just not actually in-house. <laughs> That's cool. But it's like, 
that's what you want in an agency, I think, right? You know, you want like the idea of outsourcing your marketing to an agency sounds like a good idea, but I know from experience that sometimes outsourcing it, you kind of, you lose the passion, you know, you lose that, um, you know, them really understanding what your values are. So I love that you guys want to be part of the team and want them to feel like you're part of the team. Because even when I was in corporate and, you know, I was working for one of the biggest digital agencies in Australia and, the, you know, I just saw it. The clients weren't receiving that, you know, and they were kind of treated like just a number. You know, they were just bringing in revenue. It didn't matter about the service or the connection or really mm. about caring about how their business was growing. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate, like, working in this environment. It's all sales and KPIs. Like, you're yeah. <laughs> customer service. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I, that's always been a value. So it's so nice to, you know, four years down the track, really be in that position where we've got fantastic clients who have, some of them have been with us since the start four years ago. Yeah. And, you know, when we catch up with them, they just, yeah, talk to us like, you know, how is the business going? And, you know, we, we get all the details and we care and I want to know about what's going on. So, yeah, it's really a nice place now. Oh, I love that. So then from you, what, what does your role look like? So obviously you're the founder of the business. What is it, what's the difference been like from sitting on the floor in a train station <laughs> through to today? Do you still do the same things or has your role changed along the way as well? Yeah, no, my role is always evolving. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's been interesting because, um, you know, since I started, well, when I first started, I was like, no, I don't want any other team members. I want it just to be me so I can have full control and make sure it's the best service ever and, you know, fantastic results. Yeah. Um, but then quite quickly, I was like, okay, there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to sleep. I need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> sleep and eat and actually earn a living. <laughs> yes, yes. So then I realized, okay, I need to bring in um, teams. So I've got, um, you know, half a dozen contractors who are amazing awesome. um, and specialists in each of their fields. So I've really built them up um, and built up my system. So I'm still the you know face of the business i'm still the one connecting with clients but i'm also the quality controller of what's going on and the work being done mm. but i don't do as much of the actual day-to-day -day campaign management now as what i did when i started out and now i'm at that really interesting stage um that i actually need to kind of remove myself from the day-to-day -day management to you know, as they say, step into that CEO role. Yeah. Wow. Um, but this is, the, I think it's that, you know, every level in business has a new challenge. Yes, definitely. <laughs> it does. Oh, it does. And at the moment, the challenge is now being okay with letting go of control. Mm. And that's, you know, I'm coming up against it a lot. I've got um, a fantastic team member who I'm slowly handing over client communications too that she's going to be dealing with them and you know everyone does things differently interprets things differently and thinks creatively in different ways and strategically etc um but if i'm going to be the ceo and keep growing the business i have to be okay with people doing things differently <laughs> to, wow. to how i do 
Oh my God. It's so funny because this is the second time I've had this conversation today. (laughs) It, It is so, it is really, really interesting. Like I think that so many people start a business, they, they get this founder title. And as a founder, you wear all of the hats. You literally have to do everything, the sales, the delivery, the admin, the fight, the bookkeeping, like literally everything. And then you kind of have this slowly, okay, bring in specialists. And then, and I think the move into the CEO role is huge, you know, like um, empowering other people to run the operations of the business and, and you're right, let go of the way you normally do things is really confronting yeah it's scary (laughs) it's really scary and Um, I love but I love the way that you've said like kind of small pieces like hand over small pieces at a time I think that's a really nice way to go about it because it's kind of like you know it's de-risks it as well right like let's let's be honest we're all control freaks and we're (laughs) startup founders (laughs) so letting go of little bits at a time is sometimes a really nice approach yeah and I think also what it is your own business and you know, I am the face of it. And but so I need the team that I'm building around me to really see that vision and share those values. And, you know, any new person coming into a role, it takes time to adjust to it. And, you know, ideally I could just hand over everything and it would be perfect. And I could just go, like, oh, I finally get a proper holiday after four Yeah, months. I was just about to say, lie on a beach and have a margarita. <laughs> oh, it's so overdue. <laughs> Um, but I just, I feel like, you know, my motto has always been, I want to, I want to grow sustainably. Yeah. Not that, which I, I feel like there's a very almost masculine approach to business of, you know, grow fast, break things, figure it out on the way. And it's like, yeah, like I would actually prefer to grow sustainably and like, you know, I, I don't work weekends. And I haven't for a very long time now. It's like, I love that so much. Yeah. yeah so it's just like, I'm doing it in a real healthy way. So hopefully in five years, it is that, you know, multi-million dollar business, but I'm not burnt out. I love the team around me and yes. there's that shared vision and values. So, yeah. And I love the idea of, I don't work weekends, but I love Mondays because I love what I've built. I love the team. I love my customers. I love what we do. Exactly. And you can only, I think, appreciate your business when you take a break from it. Like anything, you know, you need to have a little bit of distance to be like, yeah. oh, I want to go back. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And if you don't have that, if you are like working 12, 18 hour days, you're burnt out, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not exercising. It's so easy to get to that point where you resent it, I think. Totally. And, you know, it is a tough one because I think, every business owner or, you know, entrepreneur, you know, whatever we call ourselves. Um, But you, you, you almost have to go through that or you pour your heart into it. You try to do everything. You try to learn as much as you can. You buy all of the online courses and download all the freebies, but then you actually get to that point where you're like, Oh, okay, this isn't sustainable. What do I really want my life to look like? Okay. How can I build the business to support it? But you kind of have to go through that you know, I know trial by fire (laughs) to be like, do you really want to do it? Because, which is okay. Because some people don't, you know, some people get to that point. They're like, actually, this isn't building the life I want. I would prefer to work for somewhere else. So, you know, go back to corporate and that's fine, but you don't know until you really go through the thick of it. 
Oh, that's so true. And I mean, it's even like I say this about myself. I, I download all of the things. I buy all the courses. But unfortunately, I don't learn unless I do it. And I'm like, damn it. I tried not to make the mistakes because I tried to learn from someone else. But sometimes you don't really know until you go through those experiences and that visceral like, wow, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then if I really don't want to do this, how do I build my business so I never have to do that thing? Exactly, exactly. And I, you know, I still um, have a lot of like inquiry calls with uh, startup businesses who are yeah. very early stages. And they're, they're talking about, oh, well, I'd love to outsource my, you know, organic social media management to you. And I just say to them like, no, don't do it. Like for where yep. you're at, you actually need to hustle for a bit. You need to, to uh, do that effort, do that groundwork, because not only is it going to, well, save you money because you're not outsourcing in those super early stages on things you don't actually need to necessarily be, yep. but you learn the value of them and you learn how much you value your time and where it should be focused in your business as well. Yeah, it's actually super funny you say that. So in my other business, Scrunch, which so influencer marketing, so we're not an influencer agency anymore, but when we were an influencer marketing agency, what we love the most is people who had run influencer campaigns before because they know the pain. So they know exactly what they were outsourcing. They knew like the amount of work it was. They knew how much it wasn't their day to day. That was the best customer because it's like, okay, like you're going to value everything we do because we are taking all of that pain away from you. And I think if you outsource straight away, you're absolutely right. You waste a lot of money mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't really understand all of the pieces of the puzzle and I think sometimes too you don't actually know what works for you because not every marketing strategy works for every business you know you really do have to test and optimize and kind of figure things out to know yeah that's the thing it works really well now let's get someone that's awesome at it to keep going exactly and it's you know kind of cutting through that noise as well because I'm sure everyone sees it, you know, you're scrolling through Facebook and there's some guru who's telling you the, the latest secrets to, you know, achieve a seven figure business or, a, you know, six figure launch. And it's just like, marketing is not that easy. <laughs> no. no. Oh my God. If sales and marketing was easy, everyone would be billionaires, yeah. right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's just, oh, but it's so just frustrating because then you do talk to people and they're like oh well can't you do that it's like well no and they're like can't you guarantee this it's like no and I, I always say if an agency is guaranteeing something think twice because oh, totally it, you know you've either got to be ticking a hell of a lot of you know boxes yep. in which case pretty much anyone could probably achieve those results for you yeah or they're going to be shaping it to suit them so they can achieve the guarantee yeah. or you are just paying through the nose like or you are just wasting a lot of money to achieve said results yes exactly yeah. oh my god that's crazy well so and you've mentioned a couple of times as we've talked about transitioning into this new role about you being the face of the brand and it's interesting because as we've been going through the latest spark 12 week program a lot of people have been like i don't want to be the person i don't i don't want to be on stories like so what's your thought about a founder of the business kind of showing up as the face of the brand like how important do you think it is um you know do you think that it's necessary unnecessary helps what, what's your vibe tell me 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, firstly, it's going to depend on your business that, mm-hmm. you know, and your industry um, first and foremost on what you're doing. Mm. Something, you know, like service-based businesses such as ours where it is about connection and, and building relationships, yep. then it, <laughs> it is crucial. Um, I, I still hate it. Like I don't oh, like this is scandalous. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm and because you know I've never been. Um, you know, like my my personal social media, it's private. I don't post things very often. Like I started it so my nan could follow along when I was traveling. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like, just I'm not one. You know, some people have a connection to it, and they have you know that I guess extroverted personality they love connecting they can do it online so easily I don't you know and you'll see I'll, I'll pop up and I'll be like I'm gonna like show up with lots of tips and then I'll be two weeks later I'll be like, oh I'm back again <laughs> but, it, but it's so funny because I know that you're saying that and I always you know you're on stories and you have no idea about time anymore and but I always think when you show up I'm like oh cool like what's she saying what's she doing and I'm like oh I wish I was talking to camera like her and you know so it's so funny that you're going oh my god I didn't do two weeks from the last story and I'm just going oh my god cool she's back what's she saying you know so I think that that is actually an awesome lesson because I think we kind of as founders we go oh I'm not showing up consistently enough or I'm not doing this but I'm like the people that you're giving the value to are just going, oh my God, okay, I'm dialing in what she's saying today because this delivers value. No, totally. And that's also something I've learned because I think it was maybe the second year of business. Um, so I was still that early stage. And so I had a lot more time because I mm. wasn't as busy with client stuff. So I was, you know, I was showing up and I was like messaging people and DMing and responding to things and reaching out to new accounts. And so, you know, the, the Instagram account really grew then and it was, it was great, but then I got busy. And so the third year, it was like, I don't literally have time to do any of this. Yeah. And I was really harsh on myself about like not showing up and seeing other, you know, like, um, competitors who were growing, you know, consistently and showing up consistently. I was like, oh man, like I'm not doing that. God, like, man, I'm so shit. I can't even yeah, yeah it's like I can't even market myself oh my god Aww. um but then then I realized I was like oh actually well that's not my main channel that brings an inquiry for me it's SEO brings in lots of organic inquiry and then word of mouth and the connections I build yeah so it's like oh actually for me and my business I don't need to be showing up every day or posting you know multiple times so then I've now built you know a strategy that works for me. And, you know, it's a few posts a week. We treat LMF like one of our clients now, and we plan out the the content, we schedule it in. And now it's just, I know I need to jump on, but if I don't get the chance, well, that's, that's fine because I've got scheduled stuff just rolling out. When I do, you know, then I do add value. So at least people know I'm not just jumping on for the sake of it and and waffling. But I think that's like the best point because I think 
you know, when you do scroll through stories and you do watch the courses and the ads and you're like, well, obviously I need to talk on stories every day if my business is going to be a success. And it's like exactly what we said. You're like, well, no, I actually know that SEO and this and this and this are the things that move my business forward. So if I show up on stories, excellent. I'm engaging with my community. It's happening, but it might not be the thing that actually drives leads and grows my business. I think we just get obsessed with what everyone else is doing and kind of forget about tracking and measuring what works for us as a business. Yeah, and it's so easy to do on social media. And even the last you know, six months, um, well, it may be a bit longer, but you know, with the rise of reels and all these- Oh my God, reels, don't get me started. <laughs> you see it and you're like, oh, well, they're doing so well and they're like, you know, tens of thousands now, 100,000 followers. It's like, oh, I haven't done that. But then, you know, I've heard you know, through the grapevine of some of those owners in their business. And it's like, oh, hang on. I'm actually making four times the amount of money they're making. And yeah. oh, okay. So I do zero reels. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's so easy to get caught up in social media. Yeah. And so now like I've actually, um, so I've got a, a time limit on my Instagram. Oh, I like this. Yeah. I've got, um, like I do a screen detox. So 24 hours um, from Friday night till Saturday night going offline completely. Oh my God. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I, it makes such a difference because yeah. we just get sucked in and waste time and brain power on like such shit. <laughs> Oh my God. Totally. Totally. Well, it, it, it's like, it's funny. I think sometimes we go on for business, you know, oh, just got to check inbox messages, got to do this, got to do this. And then it's like, I'm like, oh my God, 15 minutes fast. And all I've been doing is watching stupid stories. Like, oh yeah. And, and again, as you were saying before, that's why we don't necessarily need to be showing up all the time because you like, you just, the, the time goes so fast. And so we're not really noticing how we're consuming it. And so like, for me, it may be two weeks between stories, but for you, you're like, oh, Lauren's back again. Oh, sweet. Hopefully, <laughs> that's exactly how it is, by the way. <laughs> I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I think, yeah, we just need to be so conscious of social media in business, how we use it for ourselves and maybe being like, is it the best channel? Do I need to focus my energy here? Because lots of, yeah, again, startups, I'll have inquiry calls with them. They're like, I want you to do socials. And because we focus in, you know, the health and wellness space, I know what works for them. And I say, don't do that. You should be doing Google marketing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And they just say, oh, really? It's like, yes, don't, don't waste your time there. Use it as a, a fun tool for you to connect and show off your brand. But yeah. that's not going to be the, the lead generating channel for you. Google will be you know, for that business type. So yeah, you've got to understand your business, where your audience is, which channel is going to work best. And then try to, yeah, be conscious of social media, I think. Yeah. And I mean, and I love that because you provide that as a service and are saying it's not right for everybody. So I actually love the honesty, you know, of, um, because I think that that's, it's funny, even with influence, I think about this with influencer marketing, like everyone's like, if I just get that influencer with like a million followers, my entire business will be changed. And I'm like, no, please don't pay that influencer. Please, please don't give me your money to pay that influencer because you are just wasting it. 
but I so it, it kind of makes me yeah I guess I want to ask the question so we think about the startups and small businesses that might be contacting you and you saying no that's not the right thing maybe you should consider understanding who your customers are where they are online other conversion channels um, because a lot of the people watching smart tv are business owners and people either just starting out or kind of early stage in their business and they're kind of going oh my god i don't know what to do with sales and marketing like is there something is there like a tip that you could provide for small business owners or startup owners in terms of uh, maybe a little bit of self-reflection so rather than you know getting sucked into what all of their competitors are doing on social media is there some fundamentals that you you know, these startup businesses should be thinking about before they consider outsourcing any of their marketing? Yeah, look, I mean, it does, again, you know, industry business types will have an influence of which is best, but, you know, a lot of startups are still really undervaluing the brand they're building. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, and so they, you know, feel like, oh, well, we'll just we'll just put that up or we'll just do um you know a really basic logo or you know you you can very much see it's what, crap. one of the team one of the team have jumped onto canva and popped something together exactly and you know it's you know great intentions um mm -hmm. because you know you do you want to hustle you want to do these things yourself yeah. but you need to be thinking of like the way people engage online it's such a crowded space yeah. And subpar brands don't stand out anymore. Yeah. Or if they do and they see results, they're usually having to do a lot of cost cutting. And so it's actually, again, it's inefficient and doesn't have that long-term sustainability behind it. So I think early stages, you know, really look at how can you build your brand? Yeah. And it doesn't have to mean you're spending thousands on, you know, having an actual brand designed for you. But it's having that bit of consideration, being mm. clear on your values. And then in those early stages, trying to build user generated content, gather reviews mm. as soon as possible. Because yep. again, you know, I have a lot of inquiry calls and they're like, oh, we want to start running Facebook ads and maybe let's say skincare as an example. And they've got no social proof. They've got no reviews behind them. It's a beautiful product and it sounds really good. But that's not going to get any cut through in a crowded marketplace. You yeah. need that social proof. You need a foundation for your brand to then, you know, build on it. So I think, it, you know, those early stages, just being conscious of that. Mm. And, you know, there's so many great resources out there. There's so many people you can reach out to. You know, there's small scale services to large scale, depending on your budget. But... I feel you can't overlook it anymore. You know, a few years ago, yes, not now. Yeah, but I, I almost, I love what you kind of touched on there as well about um, building a community early, like a community of advocates, you know, and and review. Like, so it just it sparked when you said reviews and I was like, yeah, what about, you know, so these new brands, how do you get in touch with your potential customer uh, and build that early community of people that love what you do, that are advocates of what you do, so that when you go to spending money, the people that you're targeting actually see that there are other people that love it. You know, it's, I think community now is kind of, 
really undervalued. People think that we have to go straight into ads, straight into reels, straight into everything, but like just connecting with the actual people who are going to buy your product and service is considerably undervalued. Yeah. And it's, it's so much easier than you realize, but Mm -hmm. again, it's something the business owner needs to have that real, um, you know, take the responsibility for. And, you know, again, as an example, a client of mine, incredible. And she's just always been so clear on her vision, what she wants to do, how she wants to help people. And so in the early stages, she she did actually, not with me, but she did um, invest in paid ads and didn't see any results. You know, it was thousands of dollars, just didn't get any traction. And I'd supported her with SEO with a previous business. So we were chatting again. It's like, well, what do we need to do? It's like, you need to do outreach. You need to get your face there. You need to build connections. Yeah. And so via Instagram, she just started reaching out to um, potential stockists and resellers. Awesome. She's now multi six-figure business within two years. Wow. And, you know, that, oh, maybe two and a half. So the first, yeah, six months was just hard, no traction, minimal awesome. sales. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Then from hustling and building those connections and getting her face behind it, that's what just catapulted it, you know, and to put it on that trajectory. And, you know, she's doing so well. But it's because she she hustled and she put in and she built the connection, she built the community, she gathered the review, she got people talking about it. Um, And now the, you know, the paid ad she is running She's showing reviews, she's showing before and afters, and it sells so well. (laughs) And that's so cool. And it's like, I love also that you said, you know what, the first six months didn't really see a lot because I think it's really easy to get disheartened as a business owner when you reach out to 10 people and no one replies. (laughs) And and, And I said this the other day, someone said to me, you know, I reached out to 10 people and only one person replied and I'm like, that's 10% conversion rate. That's actually good. <laughs> so I'm like, reach out to a hundred people, reach out to a thousand people. I'm like, it's, it's really interesting. I think it's so easy to like, not kind of figure out how many people you need to reach out to and what volume of time before you kind of hit that tipping point of things actually snowballing and, and kind of working in your favor. So sometimes you do have to do that work. Yeah, unfortunately. If things are easy, it'd be great, but we we do have to hustle every so often. <laughs> totally, totally. And it's and you know, it's a good balance, I think. You know, we kind of started the chat with, you know, how do we um bring a little bit more ease into our businesses and you know, design them in a way. And I think this is before we started recording, but you know, design our businesses in a way that we as founders are doing things that we love and not being burnt out and you know, really being considerate about the people that we bring in and our roles but in the early days there's a little bit of hustle that has to happen yes oh yeah yeah and but it's it's actually part of the journey and there's almost you know going through it having that gratitude and that's why you know when everyone says celebrate the little moments and milestones it's like you really have to you really do that first client the first 10 the first you know two thousand dollars in the business the first twenty thousand the first fifty it's like oh my god when someone pays me ten dollars I'm I like jump for joy I'm like that is amazing like I swear I'm spending more on the wine than I am being paid on the dental but that's okay that is okay celebrating I'm manifesting 
future future sales <laughs> but no but it's so true it's so so true and it's easy to like slip into that lack of again i reached out to 10 and only one came back and not nine didn't it's like hang on one of them wanted to that's epic oh my god amazing and it's like and i love it. it's like okay well why did that person reply what is it about them were they a different industry were they a different um, role in the organization like what was it like go to the effort of analyzing why they replied so that you can tweak the next 10 that you reply to because what if it was like oh my god that was the one person that was a different role in the business let me try 10 people in that role. Oh my God, now three people out of the 10 replied to me. Like all of those little insights about your potential customer are so valuable. Yeah. And this is the beauty and challenge of marketing, which so many people don't appreciate. You know, it's not just one, you know, facet or it's not just one equation to things. It's actually like, you've got to have that creativity and that, you know, kind of outside the box thinking, but you need to also drill down and make those connections and analyze what's being done. Like it's such a beautiful mix, but you have to have both of them working together to see it actually work. Oh, totally. I love that. And so, okay. So we're talking about a little bit of hustle. So tell me along the last few years of running your own business, have there been any challenges? (laughs) Dumb question. So tell me, have there been any, so, all of the people listening right now are probably either a going through the same challenges that you've been through or they're just about to take the leap and they don't know what's in front of them have there been a couple of challenges that you have faced that you have overcome that you might be able to say look uh you're about to face this but here's how to handle it with a little bit of grace and a little bit of forgiveness of your own self because everybody goes through it Oh my God, how do I pick just a couple? (laughs) Okay, no, clear everyone's schedule. We're here for the rest of the night. (laughs) I mean, it has, it really has been an absolute roller coaster. Like, even I I would say the first, I think two and a half years, you know, was still like, can I turn this into a viable business that will pay a decent income? Like, it it took time. Yeah. Um, so there was, oh yeah, there was lots of, well, yeah, I think even at one stage, you know, I couldn't pay rent and my partner at the time, you know, he had to pay and it was like, what am I doing? <laughs> in there, been there, don't worry. <laughs> I think it's a rite of passage almost. <laughs> I think it's like a, if you have struggled to pay rent as a business owner, you know how much you've got to hustle and make sure it doesn't happen again. <laughs> Oh God, totally. Um, but I think you probably actually, so yeah, there's probably two, two good ones. So one of them was, um, I guess the first big mistake on client projects. And that was when I was still doing the work. So it was on me. Yeah. And it was, um, the website actually crashed. It was like, we were changing, um, you know, like a, record on the servers so the website went down and I was just like oh my god I'm gonna die I'm gonna die (laughs) oh no like you know when you're just like in tears and shaking like oh my god like what have I done but then it was just like well I've got to I've got to fix it and so then you know you're on the phone and you know then I was in the back end doing stuff and yeah it was like 
different support chats and you know we got it back online and it was fine and you know even though i told the client oh okay this shouldn't have happened i you know i managed their kind of expectations around it all and i just did what had to be done yeah and even though it was one of those you know sick in the stomach like i have really screwed up but then afterwards it was like oh okay yeah i screwed up but i did fix oh my it. god the world didn't end yeah <laughs> yeah it's like okay we're cool 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 okay i'm alive the client's happy things are good okay <laughs> But it's also like, I love what you said about telling the client, like the expectation management, the, um, but because it's also, I have this philosophy that my, so best customers are customers that have experienced an issue and a problem. Because if you are super communicative, that can't be a word, but if you like show a bit of grace, if you tell them what's going on, if you own up to it, if you say, oh my God, we are dropping everything. You are the only person that matters right now. You can have a customer for life. Yeah. Yeah. And they have been with me the entire time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, That's that, so good. That transparency is such a value of mine. And mm. look, you know, you maybe sometimes you do need to sugarcoat and they don't need to know every single detail. <laughs> absolutely. I don't know what you're talking about, but absolutely. <laughs> you know, it is saying, look, this is where we're at, but this is what we're doing. Yes. And this is when you can expect things to be back online. And because when people have that kind of safe space, they're like, okay, you know, they've, they've got it. That's cool. I don't need to worry. So it's yeah. just if you can create- And that's it because the last thing you want is them to notice that the website's down or that the issue has occurred and they don't hear from you. Like if you like get on top of things as quickly as possible, they know that they are the most important thing in your world right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you go through that and then you have that approach and you get through it, it's just, you know, because since then, of course, there's been more issues. Thankfully, nothing quite like that. But, you know, little things yeah. or errors. And, but then you just realize so something's always going to be a problem yeah but you just you yeah you realize you're like oh okay these things unfortunately happen that is literally humans yes. <laughs> we are you know prone to these kinds of failures so yeah I think that's one of the big lessons that it's going to happen but you're going to be able to handle it and get through it hmm. um which you know, at first it's like, oh my God, I'm never going to recover from this. My business is a failure. I'm a failure. <laughs> oh, actually, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> oh, it's fine. How can we push these limits a little bit? <laughs> no, I love that. I love that so much. And so on that note, so today we've talked a lot about change and growth and challenges, and that is going to be this, the story of every female founder on the planet. So let's end on a, how do you, in those moments, give or give yourself a little bit of grace? Um, you know, what do you do in your home life, personal life, business life to say, okay, things are stressful, things are overwhelming. How do you kind of get out of that mode and reset? And I know it's different for everybody. So, you know, not everyone's solution is going to resonate, but how do you manage it for yourself um, and remember to center yourself and ground yourself. And what do you do to kind of make that happen so you can actually take the next step forward without getting trapped in the overwhelm? Yeah, I mean, um, so I do a lot of things, um, but I also don't do any of them consistently. 
And I think this is something I've learned is actually almost a good thing or it's okay. Because mm. I know we probably all see it, you know, your morning routine should be this to be successful or you should meditate every day. Whereas, you know, I... I none of those things, don't worry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I do meditate and I journal and I do yoga and I do breath work and, um, you know, I go for walks and I, I do my Pilates, you know, I do all the things, but not every day. Yeah. Um, but I just identify and I'm very good at it now of listening to my body, you know, so if I haven't, if I've done too much desk time, you yeah. know, my body is going to feel it. So I have to step away and I've learned, I have to look after that. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, bad back, you're in bed for a week and not mm. fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. But then, you know, mental health, I've just now got to a place where I've got really clear boundaries. And as I said, I don't work weekends. If I do, it's because I'm inspired and I actually, you know, it's more of a creative outlet than having to do the work. Yeah, that's Even awesome. Though my to-do list is never ending. Like I could work every weekend, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, then I... Get like the Tim Tam packet. Yeah. To-do lists are like the Tim Tam packet. That's what I figured out this week. It's like the to-do list just, just keeps filling up. It's magic. You get to the end and you're like, oh, there's only one left. And then you like, look back again, it's full. You're like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> only they tasted as good as Tim Tams. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So pretty much just being very mindful, um, having boundaries that mm. yeah, I'm very, I'm very good at sticking to them now. And um, yeah, lots of getting into nature for me, whatever that may be. Sometimes it's mm. just literally going to the beach and sitting down if I'm too exhausted to have a walk yep. other times it might be going for a hike um you know so it doesn't always have to be the same thing but it's just taking space from the business is actually the most nourishing thing I can do for myself so that I come back as you say and love Monday and want to be jumping back into it I love that so much because I think there's so much pressure to have the morning routine, have the things, do them consistently. And it's like, well, if I didn't do yoga today, obviously my business is a failure. <laughs> but it's like, no, no. Like some, some days are going to be crazy and you've got deadlines and you've got launches and you've got things. And other days you're like, you know what? Nothing's going to catch on fire if I go for a walk for an hour. Yeah. I just want to capitalize on that. Listen to your body, be self-aware. I love that so much. That's awesome. Especially like women with hormones. We need to oh. actually be easy on ourselves and be like, yes. yeah, this week it ain't happening. Totally. <laughs> Today I am lying in bed all day. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I love this so much. You have been amazing. Lauren, thank you for spending your time with us and divulging all of your business secrets. We could not be more grateful. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and for chatting. That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.